Welcome to Georgia Songbirds. We are here with Tori from a few miles south. Introduce yourself, Tori. I'm Tori. Uh, there should be two of us, yeah. but he's a little under the weather, so just me today. Yeah. Blake, right? Uh-huh, Blake. And yep. he's actually in the truck, guys, so I'm uh, sorry if he feels bad. <laughs> I, I told him he'd come in. I've got a rocking chair. He can hang out. Yeah, he's he'll, he'll get a... Ornery. <laughs> he likes to be alone when he doesn't feel good. <laughs> well, at least it's not really hot, and you got. Yeah, I know for sure. Nice. Yeah, it's nice outside today. So the way it works is pretty simple. Um, we'll just have a conversation. We'll okay. Talk about, uh, usually you play music when here, but since yeah. you guys are if he's sick, uh, then we'll just listen to music. Sure. And if we have, what I'll do is I'll probably just add it in because I think I have your songs anyway. Okay. So yeah. Them, I'll cool. add them into the the podcast. Perfect. I'll just edit it post okay so it'd be a few weeks that's great okay cool. and you guys are breaking in a uh, basis today right yeah he's played with us a few times um i don't know if you've heard eric k mm -mm. you've been around him he lives in winder um but we've i mean we go through like a revolving door of musicians all the time <laughs> so we're kind of used to it but yes I'm hoping hoping he sticks around for a while <laughs> Anybody with a band can relate. I was telling you, as walking in, mm -hmm. is we had a singer who just joined us uh, mm -hmm. last night for the first time. Her name is Ileana, and she is she came in as a background vocalist, right? Just because she wants to be around a band and learn. Yeah. And I, she doesn't know it yet, but she's going to become the foreground singer because her voice is a lot better than mine. I mean, when I do it, it's like Southern rock. It's outlaw mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. But she's got that Stevie Nicks sound. And yeah. So Push her up front. Right. Yeah. They'd rather, they'd rather hear her <laughs> than they'd rather hear me. I can tell them that right Or now. both. They get both. We yeah. did actually do a harm because my bassist, Jordan, has uh, been with me since the beginning. The band yeah. started in 2017. We actually did, for the first time, a harmony oh, last cool. night. All three of us. And it was sounding so good. I'm like, yeah. who is this singing? You know, because Jordan goofs off and me, I'm growly, but we all hit it. And I'm like, we just messed with like free falling. Instead yeah. Of playing around, yeah. Like, that sounds really good. So we tried Seven Bridges Road. It didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> we we got to figure out how to do it. But that's. Yeah. You just work out the parts. You'll get yes. it. Yeah. Now, harmonies make everything. Does yeah. Blake sing with you too? Yeah. He sings. He doesn't, he doesn't like to be um, in the spotlight singing. Mm -hmm. I think he has a really nice voice, but he'd much rather be singing backgrounds. Okay. So that's typically what it is. But we've written a few duets where he has a solo part. He just isn't to the point where he is comfortable to perform him yet. So He'd rather play guitar. Than yeah. Play. Oh yeah. That's where he shines. Yes. Yeah. See, I don't shine there, but I'd rather do it. Mm -hmm. I would. <laughs> I would rather. I'd rather be the guy playing the guitar, write the songs, play the guitar, and let yeah. somebody else sing them. Yeah. That's a lot. Because you play some too, right? I do. Definitely not. I mean, he's been teaching me. It just doesn't. Sometimes it doesn't go well when you're trying to learn an instrument or anything from your partner. Right. So. <laughs> He has his ups and downs, but yeah, he's been teaching me a little bit, but he, he's like a phenomenal savant guitar player and okay. I'm just trying to figure out chords and hold down some rhythm. Right. Yeah. And it's hard when you got to sing and remember the words and play yeah. the guitar. And, yeah. I mean, that surprised me when we first started. Like it's mind boggling how people can do it, especially if there's, you know, the rhythm is different from the phrasing that you're singing. Yes. That takes a lot to like tap your head rub your belly whatever it is yeah it's like drums i'm trying to figure out drums because your, your appendages are going all independent mm -hmm. of each other and it's like i don't know if i can do this it's hard yeah practice i guess people are smart to figure this out yeah right. mm -hmm. everybody thinks that it's easy to get up on stage and sing and write your own songs it's not mm -mm. so how long have y'all been performing out together and, and writing and um like five or six years we've been performing as the band 
and then we we met maybe almost 10 years ago um and we were both playing in a church and he was he was doing the sound um for this big church out in los angeles that's where i'm from okay. um and he was playing guitar and i was singing with the choir and uh he heard me sing one day and i had seen him play with the with the band and so we kind of became friends um and then realized that we both loved country music and he he got he was more into um like rock and r&b and pop at the time and he had a song writing publishing deal in la for many years so he was doing different genre and then when we met and realized we shared the same interest in country started writing and then you know we want to do this ourselves so let's let's try to put a band together okay. yeah and like i said i can't imagine are you, are you guys married now, right? Not married, but Not we're married. together. I mean, we—I okay. don't know common law. Common I don't know law. what that is for Georgia, but I, I couldn't imagine. <laughs> I've been with my wife for—we were married for 14 years. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I could not imagine trying to sit down and because play songs with her and like sit for teacher and, and just back and forth. That's got to be challenging at times. I don't recommend it. <laughs> But it's also, you know, where your partner's like, hey, yeah. I know you can come to practice today. Yeah, that's true. There's a lot of accountability. Yeah. Yeah. But sometimes you need your space. So because we're with each other all the time. Mm. Um, so, you know, you need healthy boundaries every so often yeah. <laughs> or you're going to kill each other. <laughs> See, my wife, like I said, she, she's military and she, she gets to retire in four, three years. I think nice. three years mm -hmm. and so her retirement she wants to go walk the Appalachian Trail oh cool and she wants me to do it with her I'm like I don't I've lived in a mountain my whole life I don't mm -hmm. need to go out and walk a mountain I can go outside <laughs> but what I told her I'll do is I'll we'll get a van like you guys got yeah I'll put a recliner in there because I can sleep because I can sleep in my recliner <laughs> and I'll play up and down the east coast while she while she's hiking oh that sounds like a good deal and oh that would be amazing yeah I would love to take the podcast as like a uh, travel podcast yeah oh I love that I don't know if anybody want to get in a van you know pull up some hey you want to get in a van and whatever <laughs> you got your gear though you can just set up outside of it if they don't want to get in there <laughs> right hey I got candy come on in just yeah <laughs> that's cool I love that idea now, you guys are now uh, in South Georgia, right? Yeah, we're in Blakely. Mm -hmm. So how'd you go from California to South Georgia? Uh, that, so Blake grew up in Blakely, Blake from Blakely. Okay. Um, and uh, we so we met in California, and then after a few years together there, we, we are both just sick of the city. Um, I've never felt like L.A. was home and my folks now live in Wyoming, okay. so that feels more like home to me. But we were just ready to get out and wanted to downsize and save money. And if we were going to, you know, tour as a band, L.A. is not really the town if, you know, you're penny pinching mm -hmm. um, to be able to do that when you need to sp spend all your dollars on gas and driving around and trying to pay musicians and all that. So we moved down just to um, simplify Um and we thought, you know, being closer to a country scene or closer to Nashville or something would be better than out on the coast. But now since we've moved, there's like this whole underground scene that was in L.A. for country is, <laughs> has become more mainstream. Like, all right, well, we missed that, but <laughs> it's okay. Now, I had a, a buddy on here. He came and told me it's still the same. Like in, in California, you have to pay to play at these places. Pretty much. Really? And I, I'm sure it's still the same. Yeah, there's there was no money. Um, and, you know, you're selling tickets to everything and if you didn't sell the tickets then you're paying the venue for just using the space essentially yeah um 
And I think that's common, you know, in places like Nashville where it's so saturated and there's tons of amazing people and you're just trying to find a place to get out and let mm-hmm. someone hear you and it's really competitive. So I, I it's think hard. What do they get those in Nashville? The, um, the what do they call those? Um, because they're on the streets, that they're they're peddling on the streets. Oh, the buskers. Buskers. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. I think of the word. It was, it's too early for me. Yeah. <laughs> no. Sometimes it escapes. It'll come when you're not trying. It comes to you. Yeah. Yes. And as the order I get, the less words I remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. I'm like, uh, you know what I'm talking about? That it sounds goes, like this, but yes. it's not. Yeah. Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> I, I told my wife it's so bad. She goes, "Well, you just need to become a vegetarian and eat better." And I was like, oh, but I like the, I like meat. I like eating when I eat. You know, mm-hmm. I could probably eat better, but I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, just uh, you know, lose a few weird words here and there. It's not so bad. Right. Get a thesaurus, fill I'm in a, the blanks later. I'm a songwriter. I just put new words in. Yeah. It. <laughs> so you guys are South Georgia, and you've been touring mm-hmm. up to here. Did you guys do this rootstock yet? We did that last night. We played oh, at Rootstock last night, and then the night before we were in Augusta, and we played at um, Miller Theater, and we got to open for Shenandoah, which yes. was really cool. One of my favorite bands yeah. of all time. Oh, I, they were great. I love Shenandoah. And Marty Raven is incredible. I mean, he's been doing it for however many years, since the 80s, I think, yeah. they started. Um, and he has so much energy, and, you know, it was just a – true entertainer out there and getting the crowd mm-hmm. riled up and um was really sweet and made a point to, you know he's meeting all these people backstage right. and he's saying goodbye to them remembers all their names and <sighs> prayed before he went on super humble so that was it was cool um kind of learning experience to see how these veterans handle it and yeah. then just to get to be out there on a stage like that to share it with them that was that was really awesome yeah. Their song, Somewhere in the Vicinity of the Heart, the one he did with him and Allison Krauss, mm-hmm. is, was mine and my wife's wedding song. I wrote her one, but it still was part of her, or their wedding thing. Yeah. Because I love Shenandoah. They, they got so many good songs. And yeah, I, I they saw did. that. I was like, oh, I wish I was going to go to that one. Oh, and man. I, I wanted to come to the root stop, but I had a yeah, break in the singer. That's okay. Did you have a good time? It was okay. Yeah. I mean, it was a smaller, smaller turnout than we kind of expected, but we've never really played. We haven't played much in this area, so we don't mm-hmm. have a huge following up in Atlanta. Um, but the people who were there were really appreciative, and so yeah. that was nice. Yeah, they'll be. Uh, they got Mad Life there and yeah. Woodstock, and they got so much stuff right there in the middle of Woodstock mm-hmm. now that they're trying to turn it into Nashville. Okay, and I think the pro and I wanted. I'd love to do that for the Georgia scene is to make it a little Nashville. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do the Nashville they have now because, mm-hmm. like you said, there's so many people up there that we went. There was. We went to, uh, have you been in Nashville? You've been in Nashville, mm-hmm. right? They got the the B.B. King bar. We were listening to like the 70s right. band, me and my, my buddy Jordan. And then we said, okay, let's go to another bar. So we bar hopped. And we went into, I don't remember the name of it, but it was this guy. He was playing literally under stairs. Mm-hmm. He was standing under the stairs playing. Doing like Willie and country stuff. And yeah. we had a good time. The bar's here and he's literally like three feet away. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's jam-packed, but they're so talented. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. And everyone, yeah, everyone... Oh, gosh, you just hear whoever you hear, like man, mm-hmm. how come they're not making it? And then it, you know, it's uh, it's exciting because you're around all this talent, and there's potential to like meet people you can collaborate with right. and be in bands with. And then I'm, sh- you know, it's also frustrating because it's easy to be like, why, why am I not getting further, faster, mm-hmm. and can be discouraging. But hopefully, everyone who lives in those kind of cities, like it, it's inspiring to kind of go through it together and then um 
I don't know, you get to a certain point, you can look back and like, that's cool to see how the trajectory worked out and just kind of pave your way. But yeah, for us, it's, it's too, too, um, too crowded, too many people. And we just wanted to be able to tour and see the country as much as possible. So it didn't really matter where we'd go to live. Yeah. So where do you guys plan on going now? Um, let's see. We have, I think for the rest of the year, we're kind of just hanging around Southeast, just popping around, um, like lower Alabama and Panhandle, Florida, and a little bit around us in Georgia. And then next year we have, um, some tours that we're planning. We'll go up to like West Virginia and probably do a little East coast run and then out to Arizona. So we'll do like, um, I don't know what you call like an I-10 <laughs> run or go through Texas a little bit um, and some festivals and things coming up. So, yeah, just looking forward to next year. We'll probably probably get out and um, see many more states, hopefully. Now, yeah. do you do the booking all yourself? Do you have somebody that helps you with the booking? We do. We have someone who's helping us just for the last like year and a half, two years, I think now. Um, but mostly we've been doing it all our own. Okay. Um and especially for regional things, we pretty much just hustle and bang on people's doors until hopefully someone lets us in. That's like, that's the, I'm sure y'all understand that too. Just getting and finding places to play is kind yeah. of, for a that's the hustle. Sport. Yeah. I've been trying to do festivals, but I'm probably yeah. doing it wrong. What do you, how do you, do you get into festivals? How do you do it? Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm doing it right. I'm, you know, you just look up every festival you can find or the ones that you hear of that you want to play. Mm-hmm. And we have like a spreadsheet and you find like submission dates and then you contact the people or you hope to try to find a contact right. information that actually works. Just getting a hold of them is the pain in the ass part. Right. That's why everyone wants an agent, booking agent to, <laughs> who has the connections and doesn't have to stress about finding the right email. But I think it's like a numbers game, you know? So if you email 100 people or call 100 people, maybe five or 10 will get back to you right. and you just play the odds. That's yeah. That's, and that's what I, I what I wanted to do with the band. I said, cause we broke in this. I, I, I say this all the time on a podcast and everybody's heard this. I'm going to do a mockumentary of my band like spinal <laughs> tap, you know, because we have been through multiple drummers, multiple yeah. guitarists, multiple singers. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. Yeah. And it got to the point, I was like, you know what? I'm about to get fed up with this. Just, mm-hmm. I'm just going singer-songwriter stuff. And then Ileana called me. like, hey, you still need somebody for your band? I'm like, you just saved my band. Yes, mm-hmm. come on down. Isn't that cool how <laughs> that happens? Yeah. So you guys both write and sing, mm-hmm. right? And you're, I listened to the songs. You sent me a couple of songs we yeah. did for the New Music Monday. And I have to say, my favorite song of yours is Outlaw. Oh, thank I you. I can't get that that it's such a good song like it's an earworm yes yeah i Mm -hmm. wake up in the morning sometimes and it's in my head i don't know why it's like everybody want to be an outlaw (laughs) oh get out of my head get out of my head i'll be singing it all day long (laughs) yeah it was a little catchy catchy little uh jingle basically you know probably could be in a commercial but yeah that one sometimes you get ones that just stick and then other times like what was it again and you have a hard time recalling it yourself but (laughs) Yeah. Now, do you guys have any new uh, EPs or anything coming out? Or we have a lot of new music. Um, so I think in the next, like towards the end of the year, just finishing out this year, we're gonna work on recording them okay. and getting them ready to release for next year. Um, but we we were pretty consistent putting out something every year since 2017, and then when COVID happened, you know, you just like 
wonder are things ever going to be the same and yeah. you know you're creating a ton but what's the point of putting it out because we can't go play anywhere and um so we've accumulated a lot of new music we just have to actually get it on like a record or a cd or whatever and get it out there or spotify that's what people use these days so who do you use to like not distribute but you have a producer do you guys produce it yourself blake does it blake yeah yeah so that was his um like his first gig uh -huh. um he went to school for engineering and um he's been he's had an amazing career our paper in early county just did this long feature on him with all the people he's worked with okay um so he's had a ton of experience in the studio kind of putting putting music together so fortunately we don't have to um go seek someone else because right. i know that's like another expense you have to think about yes. when you're putting out music <laughs> yeah it gets pricey well so, I'm, I'm sad that he's, he's not feeling well because we could have talked about that yeah, yeah. i did see uh, i did see something you guys posted with like a paper of all yeah. the stuff you just did yeah so, he's had some cool cool opportunities he's been with some, some, some real big people too right mm -hmm. let's give blake a little love since he's in there yeah seat. he's i mean so his main um, or longest gig he was working with um, Brandy and she was if a lot of people don't know her now like in the what early 2000s mm -hmm. I think was kind of her heyday for R&B yeah. um, so he was in her camp and wrote and helped produce and mix and engineer her records and um, he's had opportunities you know working I think one of his first sound gigs was Billy Joel and Elton John. Wow. So he got to be, you know, doing monitors for them um, or just helping, like, mixing the sound for their shows. Mm -hmm. um, but he's worked with, like, Whitney Houston and Britney Spears and um, Tony Braxton. Um, like, he's – it's just – it blows my mind. But then when we started doing country, you know, he's like, I have no connections for the genre, so we're going to be starting <laughs> from scratch. <laughs> So that's just, you know, you change you change one little thing, you make it twang, and you got to start all over. <laughs> right. Well, see, the thing, too, is a lot of those R&B, country and R&B are very similar together as far as, like, story-wise. I mean, I know they put, like, more of a backtrack and little beats to mm -hmm. it than R&B, but it, there's, there's so much connection between the two genres. So even though you're technically starting over a new genre, you could probably use some of the contacts that you have, like, an R&B to, to get you in the right direction too. Yeah. I think he, he's, um, especially in terms of musicians, you know, he ha knows a bunch of people that we've used to help, um, like play on records or come tour with us. So that's been great. Cause he knows all kinds of people and has relationships that go way back. Um, but in terms of like, can we find someone who books country venues, you know, or festivals, that's not the case or someone who can license, like country Americana music mm -hmm. that hasn't been the case. So, but it's okay. You know, you get, you, if you love something, you're just going to work your ass off and try right. to find a way to make it work. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes you keep banging that head on a wall. It yeah. may hurt, but you're going to make a little bit dense every yeah. time you do it. Well, let's listen to one of your guys' songs. Okay. Which one do you want to hear first? Um, what do we got? Do well, Dog Gone is our newest one. Did we send you that one? Uh, I'm not sure, but I, I'm going to do it. I'm going to pull up Spotify, okay. and I've got it attached to my um, PA system over oh, there. Oh, perfect. So I'm going to pull up. Yeah, Dog Gone's our latest release, and, and that's more bluegrass. So as a, as a songwriter myself, I want to hear the story behind the song. Okay. Um, we're dog lovers, and 
especially during the pandemic when you couldn't go anywhere. We were home all the time, which they loved. I'm sure everyone who had animals, they loved being around their people. Um, and you, we, you know, just get to thinking, are things ever going to go back to being the same? You know, is society crumbling? Do I want it to go back to what it was? And so we wrote this kind of from a dog's perspective, like stop stressing about making money. Um, and like, you know, worrying about what your status is in life and just be outside, you know, he get, get a couple meals a day, go roll in the grass, enjoy the sun. And so doggone society, basically like F you civilization. <laughs> Eat, sleep, you and can repeat, crumble right? if you want. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, let's listen to doggone. And what I'll do, like I said, is I'm going to go ahead and stop the, I'll stop the recording. We'll listen to it. Okay. And then. Well, you know what? I'm going to keep the recording because we have some of the best conversations sometimes in between. But we're going to listen to Doggone. It's so great. That is some. Is that who's all playing? Like that's some. That's so some Blake's picking guitar, and then the fiddle player um, Michael Cleveland, okay. who is this phenom bluegrass fiddle player, um, blind guy, but he's a Grammy winner. And we actually got him. Uh, previous to this, we had put out an EP called Wiregrass, mm -hmm. and he had just won a Grammy. I think it was 2020, and we had watched the Grammys, and we're 
about to put out this new EP and we're like, man, we need a fiddle player. And so we had posted on some kind of forum for musicians, like anyone knows some fiddle players and some guys like get Michael Cleveland. And we're like, yeah, right. He just won a Grammy. He's not going to record on our stuff. So we sent him a Facebook message and he got back the next day and he's like, sure, I'll put fiddle on your stuff. So this like he tours the world. He has this phenomenal band. He plays the Opry. Like this guy's amazing. And he charged us, you know, like a pauper's fee to put fiddle on our stuff. And so that's him playing, which is incredible. See, and that show, that should show people, right? That story right there, I love. Because it should show show people that if you don't ask, you never know. For sure. I've been trying to get Dolly Parton on this podcast for a while. If I don't ask, I'll never know. Oh, so, yeah, keep at <laughs> it. Dolly, if you're listening <laughs> or somebody knows Dolly, and I do have a friend that does know Dolly, so I don't know, Keith, if you're listening, uh, get Dolly on this podcast. I'd love to talk to her. She's an inspiration to so many songwriters yeah. all over the world. Oh, come on, Dolly. I bet she'd do it. If she if she hears about it, I bet she'd do it. I bet she would, too. <laughs> that would probably be the one interview where I'm just like, I'll just hand the microphone, like, here you go. Uh-huh. Tell me your story. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to hear a word out of me otherwise. I'm, I'm going to be sitting and just watching. Uh, yeah. Like my daughter does with her hands on her chin, you know, <laughs> just, just staring. <laughs> now, can you yodel? I've been trying to figure it out. I can do a little bit. Um, there's some, uh, who's the girl? I've been, not the girl, this woman. Uh, oh my gosh. I'm blanking on her name. It's contagious when you come in here. I'm sorry. I know. (laughs) Come on. I might have to look it up real quick. Um, but I've been trying to figure out, there's this one singer who does it so well. Um, this is going to drive me insane. I have to remember her name. See, anybody knows since I started this podcast in 2019, I guess, I guess it was 2019. I've been looking for a yodeler since then. I don't know why I want, I can't have ever, I've had a rapper on the show. I've had rock on the show. I had kid bands on the show. Yeah. I've had Grammy nominated guy on the show. I haven't had a yodeler yet. I want a yodeler. There's a, uh, who's, she's a newer artist. Her name's Alice Wallace. Mm -hmm. Look her up. And she's, I think she's in Nashville now, but she's from, I think she was in California before, but she can yodel. Okay. She's really good. But the one that I'm thinking about, she's since passed. I think she's since passed. Um, but there's one song that she has that she goes off and I've been practicing it for a while. If I take a break, I have to like start over from scratch because it's like a different vocal mechanism than I'm used to like the shifting where you intentionally crack you know but it's kind of fun to do but practicing it you know Blake will be like shut up I'm well Blake's not here go right ahead <laughs> let's hear it, I can't do it. <laughs> if I when I feel like I've got it down I'll give you a holler and I'll okay. yodel for you <laughs> give me a holler and yodel I'm going to get a daggum yodeler oh, on the show God. I'm trying to think of I want every see and that's why I started I want I don't mind where you're at in your career. I want yeah. to talk to songwriters. It's yeah. fun. It's a music. The community itself, I know it's kind of sometimes feels like cutthroat and it's hard. Right. But the songwriter community in general is such a loving community and yeah. very helpful. Like I said, that guy, Michael Cleveland, mm-hmm. who's a Grammy-nominated player, said, yeah, right. I play. Like, it's nothing, you know. To, yeah. To him, it's not. To, right. to you guys, it's like, oh, my God, we got Michael Cleveland. Yeah. You know, that's like if I can get... Kenny G to play sax on one of my songs. Mm-hmm. My God, I know Jordan. He plays sax, but he'd step aside and let Kenny G play. Yeah, no, I think if it if it stays play the whole time you're doing it, then then that's how you know the perspective it should be. Not when when it becomes work, right. then I think that's when people become bitter, or jaded, or. Um, 
hear that jumping. Yeah. Around. Put that over there. I can't imagine. I guess I could. I know people, they say they get burnt out doing mm-hmm. this. And I think it's more of their expectations. They probably get burnt out of what they think they can do. Mm-hmm. For me, I'm, like I said, I'll be doing this. We talked about it before. If my wife goes ha- ha- hiking the Appalachian Trail mm-hmm. and I have to go with her, then I won't be finding a way to do this. Yeah. Same thing with music. I mean, you, you write, you play because you have to get it out there. Mm-hmm. Like, you've been playing for how long? Uh, for this band, like six years or so. And how about you um, personally? But personally, since I was a little kid, yeah, we won singing all the time. Parents like banging on the wall. Stop it. It's 12 o'clock, one o'clock in the morning. Go to sleep. (laughs) Yeah. But songwriting, not till maybe like 10 years ago. And I'd always wanted to write songs, but I was didn't have enough confidence in myself and thought like I have nothing to say, you know, and not until I met Blake did I feel like I got a little braver to do that. Um, Sometimes you need a boost from someone else. You know, right. yes, you can just try. It's okay if it sucks at first. <laughs> they always told me that was kicking the ass to get, that's what you always, sometimes you need to kick in the ass just to get moving. Yeah. Because yeah. I think that's what holds everybody down is their fears. For sure. Yeah. We're our own worst critic all mm-hmm. the time. And you know, that feeling of competition that sometimes we get with musicians, I think like it's, you shift it internally, not where you're beating yourself up, but you can always be trying to better yourself. Right. So if you're going to be in competition, I think be in competition with yourself to keep improving rather than I'm trying to write a better song than you or be a better singer than you. Cause right. there's always going to be something that's better based on whoever's opinion. It doesn't matter, but if you're cool with what you're doing. And I'm glad you said that. I think a lot of the younger songwriters and I say younger and, and maybe not just an age, but like when you first start to, they get this, the feeling like you get on stage and like, and I usually don't get it anymore. I've been doing it for a long time. I mean, mm-hmm. I know there's I know there's people better than me. I make jokes about it all the time. But I got into Nashville a couple a couple weeks ago, maybe last month, and I'm sitting on the stage and I go play my song and the next person starts and I'm like, Oh my God. And I'm like, What the hell am I doing here? Mm-hmm. And I, that's the first time I felt that in years. And it yeah. wasn't it was like I said, more in turn, it wasn't the fact that they were better. It's just I really, really enjoyed their music. Yeah. And then it's like why do I I don't want to play with you I want to listen to you yeah yeah I think that's good though if you can appreciate someone else's style or creativity or sound or whatever because we're not I I think the idea is to not try to sound like everyone else if you can come up with your own unique sound whether that's like actual tone Mm. or your writing style or something that's what it should be not trying to copycat everyone um but yeah, I, I get the same way too. Sometimes if we're playing with other bands and I hear someone I'm like, I have no business being here. No one needs to hear this, you know, but the variety is what, right? like as a listener, that's what I'm attracted to. Cause it's not just one band I listen to all the time. There's so many bands that I love. Yeah. That's why I did the, the not only the podcast, but the radio station that I played and your songs are in rotation there is you will hear everything. I'm like an iPod mm-hmm. shuffle. I love all kinds of music. Yeah. You know? And I even said my band, I always make jokes. My band, I call it mutt music because it's a mixture of everything. Mm-hmm. And I like that. Yeah. You know, I think you can, I think everybody starts off by emulating who they like. Right. You know, right. To right, begin right. With, and then they morph into their own sound. Yeah. Like you guys are, are finger picking and I'm sitting there listening to that and it reminds me a little bit of Ricky Skaggs. Oh, cool. Yeah. You know, but that's just the style of it. Yeah. Because that's what you kind of went for. Mm-hmm. And as much as people want to find a new style, you can't really find a new style. You just got to find yours. 
and you yeah. can't get tied up on like, oh my God, I sound too much like this, or I want to sound like these people. Right. Just play. Yeah, experiment, play. And then something like what I'm realizing more and more is people that I'm attracted to or I want to listen to. It's not so much, oh, the sound is perfect. It's that it, it, it makes me feel something. Right. So, you know, if someone gets my hair to stand up mm-hmm. or something in their lyric, like, oh, man, I really got that. Or you put that in such a way that made sense. I never thought of it that way. Um, or just something like someone has a little crack in their voice that, you know, makes you well up, whatever mm-hmm. it is. That's that's what gets me rather than like who has the perfect vocal ability, who has the biggest <laughs> range or, yes. you know, who can hold the longest note or is the fastest picker. Yeah, that kind of stuff. There's always going to be someone better. So, so what songs that you think of have made you feel that? Um, let's see. I listened to um, a lot of Linda Ronstadt growing okay. up, and her voice, something about her sound, like, oh, I could just melt listening to her. Um, there's so many singers out there that I love, um, like writing wise. Jerry Reed. Oh, I Blake, love Jerry Blake Reed. is a huge Jerry Reed <laughs> fan, but his songs are so clever mm-hmm. and funny. Um, and his style, like he just had such a swagger as an artist. And you watch him on stage and you just feel like, you know, he's your crazy uncle or something. You just yes. want to hang out with him and be best friends. And you feel like, man, if I got to meet him, mm-hmm. we'd just be like riding dirt roads and talking shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, See, I didn't realize he yeah. was, I, I, when I was little, I grew up and I watched like um, Smokey and the Bandit, uh-huh. my favorite movies, yeah. you know, Jerry Reed. And then I didn't realize till I was like, I heard him do the song, you know, I didn't realize he was singing. Right. And I kind of started digging into Jerry Reed, like, oh my Lord, he's actually an actual star. Yeah, he's incredible. Um, yeah, he's a big inspiration. Blake, for sure, listens to a ton and like just studies. He, mm-hmm. he has such a discipline when he hears someone and there's no ego with him. He hears someone that he's just amazed by their talent and he'll just go down a rabbit hole and find everything he can. Videos, try to watch how they're mm-hmm. playing everything and dissect it. And he just wants to learn and improve and like figure out new ways. Um, whereas I might hear someone just be like, I need to quit right now. <laughs> <laughs> I have no business being up here trying to do any of that. Like just bow down to them. Right. But, I think yeah. if I ever got on stage with Stapleton, I wouldn't be able to Oh, sing. yeah. Like, uh, he's got one of those sounds that yes. just, like, makes you feel something. That's why he's the star that he is. Yeah. I, I know. I heard a story. Somebody's telling me a story. They was in Nashville. They were playing on stage, and they were doing a Stapleton song, and he walks into the bar. <laughs> and I'm like, Dear, I would stop right there. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I would just stop. So sorry you have to hear this. <laughs> See, we, do, we cover Stapleton, but I, I don't do Tennessee whiskey because my voice just doesn't fit because he's got that little bit of a range into yeah. it. Yeah. But we do Cold. So oh, I, I, oh, love I love that cold. song. Yeah. That's, but I love, I mean, his voice is awesome. It's Stapleton. Mm-hmm. You can sing anything. To me, it's the music and the yep. way it's played that yeah. I feel something with it. And yeah. It's like, Ooh, let's do that. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, tasteful with mm-hmm. the stuff that he writes and comes up with yeah he's got a gift for sure he's so he very, deserves every bit of success that he has yeah very, very bluesy mm-hmm. that's that's kind of what i love with with my music it's blues yeah like yours is it's feel good it's picking music it's really it's like hold down stuff it's mm-hmm. so much fun and i said I, I get listening to your guys songs 
And I just, I, it, it's, I get swept away with it. It's good. And that's a good thing. Like that song was like two minutes and like it's a shorty. Seconds, right? Yeah. And it felt shorter than it is. And I think that's a testament to how good of a song it is. And I think if you write like a four or five minute song, but it doesn't feel this way. Mm-hmm. And I've said this before. It's the same thing. If, if it doesn't feel that long, yeah. it's a good song. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. If you're not keeping track of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if, if you're like, oh, well, how long is the song been playing? Oh, three minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's there's something missing. And, and right. people have it. It's every, every artist gets it. Yeah. Yeah. I think now people's attention spans are so much shorter anyway because they go with like TikToks I and know. reels. And I, I know. Everything that. is like 10 seconds or less. Yeah. It's hard to keep people's attention. Get off your phone <laughs> as much <laughs> as possible. <laughs> it's funny you said that. My wife this morning woke me up at seven o'clock at the border because she's getting ready for, for drill and they're doing mm-hmm. a... Um, today's her drill was it's more of like an activities thing it's kind of a everybody like shooting pool or whatever it's an Mm -hmm. activities and so she's like i don't know what to wear i'm like put on jeans and a shirt why are you waking me up for that Mm -hmm. and then she said look at this i'm going to show you something she said because my kids are they got like she's got like an app or something to see what they look at and how long they look at it and she goes look how long (laughs) they've been on their phone and i'm sitting there looking at it and i'm like yeah they're about the same i said let me see how long you've been on your phone no, I got to go to work. <laughs> it's this right here. Well, it's over here. Mm-hmm. That is such a problem now. Yeah. With, with the, and I, it's a. It started off as a need for something that you to make calls and help people, and now right. it's turned into mini computer and people watch TV, mm-hmm. and they literally miss the world by sitting. Oh, I know. Yeah, we've we've. I've noticed it when we've gone to tour and we're in the van for long hours. Mm -hmm. I mean, I do this too, but I'll, I'll look around and we're, we're with other musicians. So many people are just head down on their phone and we're driving through beautiful country. Mm -hmm. And yes, you're in the van for like seven, eight hours, maybe going to the next gig, but there's like, there's stunning scenery around, which can just take in the beauty, you know, and we're sitting here looking at someone's Instagram or, you know who knows playing whatever dumb game that people are playing it's it's just uh, makes me sad for humans it makes me sad for us yes and as, as a musician it's it's kind of one of those it's like you know people that when they want advice and they want to quit like mm-hmm. you know they want to quit smoking or they want to quit drinking and yeah. like people want to go diet they can't quit eating now oh, i know so music musicians that want to to stop that it's hard because that's a tool that you need for, for sure social to, media right to market stuff yeah yeah it's a necessary evil yeah it's really hard to keep a balance with that um and then also going back to like the competition thing there's just an endless amount of access mm-hmm. to see what other people are doing what gigs do they have how many fans came to their show how many followers do they have and then you right. get into this comparative mode and you know what you're seeing on a screen has very little to do with in reality what is actually going on but we just take that little snippet and then create this hierarchy and feel bad about ourselves because we're not doing the exact same thing <laughs> you know but yeah it's hard it's hard to find that balance to shut down i see i've always been competitive as a person anyway and i i, I still do the competitive part but i do it i don't do it unhealthy i was like okay they were, that's a good song. I now got to go write a better song. And it's not like yeah. whether it is or not because it's subjective, but in my mind, it pushes me to write Motivates a better song. You. Right? Yeah. So, all right, I'm going to get out and write a song. And then I, you talked about like all the people, like the, the people that come to shows and the videos. Mm-hmm. My problem has always been 
that when I'm on the show, I don't really take my phone and set it up and mm-hmm. do all that stuff, which I probably should. But I don't have a lot of videos because normally I let somebody else. Mm-hmm. But my wife, you know, we got kids. They can't come to some of the venues I'm at. Yeah. And she doesn't like my music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's I'm more country southern rock stuff and she's just she likes more like the Whitney Houston yeah, and, and stuff yeah, yeah, like yeah. that and that's fine everybody's taste is their own yeah. there's a few of my songs she likes but she doesn't come in general right. to the shows to record so I don't have those videos yeah if I was to compare myself to somebody like that it would drive me crazy right that's so that's so hard too because when you're going out to go play your mind shouldn't be on where do I set up the camera right. so I can capture the gig and mm. then you know, if you notice the camera, sometimes that takes you out of just playing and enjoying and doing what you do. Um, but like we're talking about, this is like the reality of being a musician and trying to, uh, get your stuff out there is that you need content for people to see. So yeah, there's a balance. We do the same thing though. We say, Oh, we're getting, we need to get video tonight. And then we totally forget by the end of the night. <laughs> Oops. Like, ah. and it just never happens, but keep playing i think if you can get out there and just keep playing for people in person live i mean for us Mm -hmm. that's that's kind of the goal the dream see i tried it i was gonna turn i thought about turning this podcast like a video podcast too you know Mm -hmm. just kind of put like and what i want to do is i'm building a studio now so this is just will be the the songbird studio everything i've done so far is by hand i've built Mm -hmm. this whole thing put up the wall insulation i'm doing the panels and i had an idea for like putting in cameras and making this kind Mm -hmm. of like a um uh, Austin City Limits for Georgia, yeah. and then have like a little fire. I'm have a fireplace put there and do like videos, That's right? Because cool. I found out that you can take it on PBS for free. They don't charge you. Oh, nice! You take a class and you pay for their equipment to use. That's it. And that there's no charge. Very cool. You just got to find a time slot and and you put it on. Yeah. And I'm sitting there and I'm looking at that stuff and I'm like, that's that's not hard at all to do. I just I got to get out of my own way and do it. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I will eventually. I keep saying that. But again, with the money, it, you do it yourself as an independent artist. Yeah. It takes time. It, takes it does. Money. Yeah. We just, I wish Blake was in here. We just built a studio at home because um, he had one for many years in LA. Mm-hmm. And we got down back to Georgia and we just had a little bedroom that we were operating out of. Um, but he did it mostly by himself and he had a couple people help out, but it took like two years, yeah. you know, and you have to have the time to devote to it, which if you're playing and gigging, it's hard and practicing with the band and rehearsing and writing and you have family and kids and stuff. Right. It's hard to get out here and actually put in the man hours and then funds, you know, trying to figure out how to pay for everything because nothing is free. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a process. Sometimes the timeline we have doesn't align up <laughs> with where we project it going, but just now, keep at it. This you, this would be cool. You guys do this for this is your job right now, so full mm-hmm. full time. And I th- I think that's amazing. I would love to have a full time job. If I could make this a full time job, if I could find yeah. a way to make this podcast pay me money, I would do it. And I'm sure there's ways. And I'm sure I'm if somebody's listening, was like Jesse, if you do this, this, yeah, you know what? Like I'd come talk to me, help me out. I I I'm not one of those people that don't listen. My wife may disagree with that statement, but I promise you, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so listen to another one of your songs what you want to okay. hear next story. uh let's see let's do we can change it up um there's one called purple skies okay and what's the story behind purple skies this one um we wrote it about a gig or it was inspired by a gig that we played which was our first show as a band ever um 
and we got into this beautiful venue in Tucson, Arizona, knew nothing about it. And when we arrived, we found out that it was owned and operated by a cult, like a doomsday cult. Wow. Um, and we, we played the show, but it was all for cult members. Um, like the kind, you know, they believe that some kind of alien or being is coming to rescue them and the world is going to crumble. And, you know, it was, it was pretty crazy. Um, we stayed in this apartment that they had for us and they wanted us to come back to their farm. And, uh, <laughs> but it was an experience and I tend to be really attracted just to like the stuff that people believe in that mm-hmm. seems really out there just because I find it fascinating and I don't know what's true and what's not. I just like to keep an open mind. But so the song is about some of the crazy things that we believe in. Um, like some of these cult ideas or whatever, even when it comes to religion, some of the stuff that we believe is fact and just trying to impose your view on someone else. And yeah, that's, that's kind of where it comes from. Oh, wow. Okay. And I love the title of the the album, California Ain't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that. Thanks. Uh, purple Skies. <laughs>
I like the vibe of that. It, it's got a little bit of uh, Ask Alice. Ah, okay. Yeah. So Jeff- uh, was it Jefferson Starship? Starship? What do they call themselves at the time that they did uh-huh. it? Jefferson Airplane, whatever. But yeah, it reminds yeah. me a little bit of Ask cool. Alice. Cool, yeah. And then it breaks into the country part of it, too, which yeah. is cool. So I like that. Yeah, thank you. Who's thank playing you. Who's playing bass? Uh, ba- I think Blake did. Blake. Yeah. Blake is talented, very talented. He musician. is. Yeah, he plays everything. He plays drums, all the strings. He's trying to teach himself pedal steel, mm-hmm. and he's getting pretty good too. So I don't know how he figures this stuff out, but <laughs> it's just like the play mind. He, for him, it's it's like a game. It's fun. Right. Whereas for me, it feels like homework. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to teach myself the drums, mm-hmm. and I can play keyboard if it's in the key of C. I can't do it past okay, that. Yeah. I can't do that past yet. And that's based, and I'm not, I mean, like basic stuff. Yeah, whatever. You got a key down, write something in C. <laughs> I did. I wrote a song called Murder of Love. The nice. only song I wrote was from the keyboard. Awesome. Which I didn't play in the song, but I did I did write it with yeah, keyboard. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. I love that. Now, are you guys, when you're playing out, are you getting to do just your originals? Um, we, we try to do mostly originals, but... I mean, we do covers too. Um, usually, a lot of like seventies, sixties, fifties country. Mm-hmm. Um, what else do we do? A little bit of blues. We just did a, some a Muddy Waters cover recently, and uh, some Jerry Reed. We'll do some of that. Um, who else do we like to cover? But like Loretta, Loretta Lynn, a lot of Hank Williams. Um, Blake grew up listening to Hank Williams, his daddy. Mm-hmm was obsessed wanted to be hank williams kind of has a similar story to him so those a lot of those songs we cover I, i've always liked Hank jr that was kind of more my style mm-hmm. was Hank jr yeah yeah so what's the, the i always ask covers because I'm, I'm i'm not big on doing covers i don't like mm-hmm. i know you get the wagon wheel people yell and which i won't do mm-hmm. and then Freebird, which no. actually i will do because i like Freebird. but what's the weirdest song that you guys cover the weirdest song that we cover that you wouldn't think that you like take it and make it your own Hmm. My band just started learning straight up by Paul Abdul. Oh, we, I, cool. I, now that I got a video of us doing um, for the first time that we did it together, just kind of shit yeah. and giggles, and so it's weird, but it, it turned it blues. I'm like, I really like what we did with That's it. That's neat. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think one that we've given a twist to. We do a we do a version of Ain't No Sunshine, which is a little different. Bill Withers. Mm-hmm. Um. What else? We kind of do like a countryish version of um, "Peace of My Heart," Janis okay. Joplin. Mm, trying to think if there's anything totally off the wall. Because that's what I will do with covers. I'm not. I, I know I'm never. I'm not the musician enough to be able to take a cover original and cover it like it sounds the same. Mm-hmm. I just no. can't. So. I don't think that's the point. Yeah, I think. I th- it's more interesting, you know, when you hear someone like take a grunge song or whatever and turn it into a country ballad mm-hmm. or, you know, something like that. That's that's cool. I took beat um, it and made it kind of reggae sound. Oh, that's <laughs> neat. <laughs> Just because I was like, I play it that way. Yeah, that's cool. No, I got to think about it. Um, there's nothing that comes to mind that's super crazy that we do. Now, see, I give guests, sometimes I give them, I'm a quotation. You said it homework. Yeah. Uh, uh, what I do is I take a song and it's like, okay, let's. I'll give you a song idea and you make a cover, make it your own version, mm. and then send it to me and I'll put it on like the TikTok and stuff oh, that's that I cool. have. Yeah. Um, we had one. I've had one person actually do it. I've asked yeah. three. Uh, this this lady from Georgia, South Georgia, uh-huh. Ashton Smith. 
uh, she took the song TikTok by Kesha uh-huh. and turned it country. Oh, interesting. And it was so good. So I put it on there and I tagged Kesha. Yeah. But I don't think Kesha ever reached out. But, you know, still, that's what I do. Yeah. And then I gave another lady, I just gave her, um, what did I give her? I don't even remember. I know that they had a, a band come on and I gave them Frank Sinatra. Mm-hmm. They haven't sent it back to me yet, but you know, let me hear. Cause they're That's like a cool. bluegrass yeah. kind of yeah. stuff, grungy yeah. bluegrass. And I was like, take Frank Sinatra, make it your own. Mm-hmm. I want to hear that. Mm-hmm. So I can give you guys the one if you guys want to Go try. ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Cause we were asked, we we're talking about, uh, ask Alice. Yeah. So take, I want to hear you guys do ask Alice. Okay. Your guys away. I'm going to write this down. Yeah. <laughs> that would be fun. Make it a little bluegrassy. Because mm-hmm. have you heard Dolly Parton's version? We talked about Dolly earlier. Stairway yeah. to Heaven. No. She did a bluegrass version of Stairway to Heaven. Oh, I have to, to look that up. Oh. We've heard bluegrass versions of Stairway to Heaven, which are so cool. Mm-hmm. Like just listening to the pickers go off. But I haven't heard Dolly's version. I it's gotta check that out. Awesome. I heard hers, and then because like I said, my wife is like the booty bump music. I call it is Mary J. Blige. She did uh-huh. a version of Stairway to Heaven, which oh, is really cool. good. Okay, Mary J. Blige and Dolly. Yep. And then Winona did a version of Freebird that I oh, absolutely really? love. She made it sound sadder than yeah. it possibly is. I'll check that out too. So that see, I like when they do that. Like I, yeah. I always, I won't take away my stance. I don't like covers because I don't like doing them. But right. if if I'm gonna do one, I'm gonna change it. Yeah. And I like to hear people's own versions of oh it. yeah and so whoever is a songwriter i bet that that would be flattering mm-hmm. to me as a songwriter to hear right? someone take it in a totally different like reinterpret it mm-hmm. that's cool yeah that's, that's what you want as a songwriter because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm more i i say singer songwriter but i'm i take more i'm the songwriter than a singer mm-hmm. and i'm like i got a lady that's cutting one of my songs called let it burn and she's a blues artist out of Pittsburgh. Nice. And her take on it, I was like, oh, my God, that's so much better than mine. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. I like hearing that stuff. Yeah. Now, is there some local artist that you guys know of that, like, maybe local independent artist that you want to give shouts out? Because I always – the couple things that I have – like, I don't really put rules on this thing, mm-hmm. but I always ask my guest is one, pay it forward. Yeah. So if you know of any singer, songwriters, artists, independent – and they don't have to be independent, but if you know anybody that you think my fans or myself would want to hear and talk to, yeah, I'll, we can do it this way. We can do it on Zoom if they're far away, because I know not a lot of people are traveling. Oh, up, we know a ton you know, of people. Yeah. Send them my way. Okay, um, but yeah, if you if you want to give them shout out now, go right ahead. Um, there's some there's a guy who lives down by us. His name is Jeb Tab. We played a festival with him recently. He has some really cool songs. Um, I think one of them is called Howl at the Moon. Okay. Um that we we all loved uh there's a ton of artists that we've met recently and every time i get put on the spot i draw a blank <laughs> but i could definitely send you yeah, send a lot of names of folks yeah because what i do is as well and i want to do this for not only for the for all for the radio stations one but mm-hmm. i'll every year i do a georgia verse series yeah right and it's always eight georgia songwriters versus eight songwriters from another state okay and what i do is i'll give them my facebook and I let them take it over, and so they'll That's play. Cool. Ori- it's only original music. Yeah. So, and the way that they advance is, it's see, it's a point for every like, uh, two points for no, a point for view because everybody can look at it whether they watch it or not. Point for view, two points for like, and three points for share. And so I let I let it go from like a Monday to a Sunday, mm-hmm. and then I add all that up, and that's how they move forward. That's cool. The next week, and yeah. The second first week is two originals, second one is three, but it has to be it's a video of you doing it, whether you record it on your phone, 
and upload it or if you go live from the Facebook. Yeah. And so I always look for new songwriters. Yeah. Tons. Georgia always fills up. I'll, I'll announce mm-hmm. it. And I'm five minutes later, it's full. Mm-hmm. This year, and I can say it now because by the time this comes out, it'll already be announced. It's going to be Alabama. Okay. Because we, we did uh, Tennessee the first year, North Carolina, Kentucky. So Georgia won the first year, North Carolina won, and Kentucky won. So next state. Alabama. It's kind of <laughs> running my way around. So yeah. we'll do that. But that's cool. I want to do, if you know songwriters from other states too, please send them my way. Okay. I want to do it on for the radio station. I want to do like a, a year long take for songwriters. Mm-hmm. So like each week will be a state and I'll highlight however many songs I get sent, sent to me uh, from like 12 to three and six to nine every day of the week. Yeah. Nothing but independent songwriters on the, the radio station I and i want to highlight every state yeah so the i know some states are gonna be harder to find than others but like there'll be delaware there'll be you know wyoming there'll be yeah. california texas all that and i want to highlight songwriters that's man that's what i want to do oh, i could send you a long list please I just do. there's um one other guy out of georgia that we play with often we call him uncle c but his name's claude bell okay um and he put out a song if you like if you're a uh, Georgia Dogs fan. He yes. wrote a song for them when they won um, called Go Dogs, which is really cool. And Blake recorded it with him. Um, so Claude Bell, and he lives in Blakely. Okay. But another artist I think you'd like, and he's out of um, Denver. He's a, like a blues, country, amazing fingerstyle guitar player. His name's Kerry okay. Morin, okay. Native American guy. And he's touring his butt off all over the place. He's yeah. phenomenal. Absolutely. Um, check him out, Colorado. Yeah. Send me everybody you got, and I'm okay. from a different state. Just tell me what state they're from. So. Okay. Yeah, I will. Yeah. And anybody wants to come on the show too? Again, guys, if you're listening, please come on the show when this comes out. What this is all pre-recorded, so yeah. I'll edit it later. Yeah. And you got like a couple in front of you, so to play. Okay. Cool. I know you guys got a uh, you got a long drive ahead of you, and you got to go make that in. So do you have a few more minutes, or sure. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. I want to get you another song in. And then it's kind of a 20-question game that we play at the end. Okay. So if you say, just I got time, just stop me because I'll get long-winded and we'll keep going. Okay. But let's hear one more song from you guys. Okay. What song you want to hear? Um, let's do... Text from Democrats. We all quit spamming my phone. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> we were driving wherever we... Somewhere towards Augusta the other day, and we saw a billboard, and all it said was, Democrats hate you. <laughs> Okay. You know they not to go, I'm not gonna get, ever get political on this show. I mean, I would talk about it if you want to, but I don't like getting spammed. How do you get no, my damn number? No one does. I know. Jeez. Let's try um, Wiregrass. Wiregrass. And of course, you got to tell me a story behind it. Sure. This it's about the region that we live in. It's called the Wiregrass, and um, we live on a dirt road. Not much around us. Our town is there's kind of a stark contrast between people who are poor and people who are super wealthy. And so it's written more from the perspective of people who don't have, um, and how, when you live in a small town somewhere like Blakely, the Wiregrass, you can feel stuck. Um, and it can get kind of depressing and you feel like you have no options. Um, that's, that's kind of the, and I like the, the picture of the EP is like an old beat up pink. Oh yeah. We pass, we used to pass that all the time driving down to Florida. Um, 
And so we stopped one day to take a photo and some guy came out. He's like, yeah, sure. Use it for your album cover. <laughs> now, did you like put in the few miles south and a wire we, grass? We put that, yeah, there was afterwards. a billboard there and we just okay. changed it. Yeah. Because how cool is that that you guys, I, I wanted to ask before we play that, why a few miles south? Why? A few miles I don't. I don't even know. We had, we thought we were trying to get clever with names, and since then we've come up with so many alternative band names that we mm-hmm. wish we would have called ourselves. But we were moving from California. Okay, we're gonna go a few miles south down to Georgia, right. and then Blake was like, "Yeah, we're you know you just say it all the time. We're a few miles south from something. A few miles south." I like that. I, I yeah. like weird names. You see, my band is Yes Man. Stands for Middle Aged Men. Mm-hmm. So it's, I like weird names. <laughs> I like stories. But let's listen to Wiregrass. <laughs> Wiregrass High 
You have a really good voice. Thank you very much. I like I like that. That's very. I guess telling you off the air, well, kind of off the air, it was yellow. It's like a Yellowstone. But I can mm-hmm. see that like in Yellowstone yeah, or something like that. I know what you mean. Yeah. It's like a, I just, envi- when I hear songs, sometimes I get like pictures and videos. Mm-hmm. And, Me too. And mine, I, I imagine sitting like on a prairie, mm-hmm. you know, just staring out at the prairie with tall grass and sun shining and just picking. Come on, MD of Yellowstone. <laughs> Put that in there. <laughs> right. I haven't, I haven't even watched Yellowstone. I've watched one season, of, or not one season, one episode of 1883. Yeah. My wife has watched Yellowstone. She swears up and down. I said, it's a great show. You got to watch it. I did, too. I got it. sucked in did real you? fast. Our, we have a buddy who is a location scout for the show. Mm-hmm. He's also a musician. Um, well, there's so, your end for the show. Like, hey. Well, yeah, we were writing songs with him during pandemic times to try to pitch for the show. I don't know if anything happened with it. I don't think so. Um, but he got a song on it, which was really cool. And he got to like play it and be the guy playing in a bar in okay. one scene. Rusty Tinder. He's out of California. He's someone okay. else you might like. Yes. Um, does like Americana, country, rock sound, piano player, phenomenal guy, great singer. Um, but anyway, yeah. So we were very much in the zone of what sounds like Yellowstone for a while and trying to write songs for him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, I I know that that's one avenue that song I guess songwriters should know. I'm I'm sure they do, is that like a lot of times as a songwriter, you may not get your music mainstream. Mm-hmm. You just may not. A lot of avenues like sync placements mm-hmm. open up, and you can make really good money. Yeah, because trying to get in with an artist is so hard because they one they want to write themselves. Mm-hmm. Two, the songwriters that they do use, they have a personal relationship with, right. and they use them over and over. So it's harder and harder because, I mean, you're like to go to yeah. Nashville. There's hundreds of thousands of songs. Yeah, and it's clicky. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't – and that's another thing we talked about a little bit earlier, you know, when, when you feel like you don't belong. It's not that you don't belong. It's just – it's one, it's networking and connections. Mm-hmm. And so, like, if you go to these open mics and you partake in open mics or even if you're just there to listen, don't play and leave. That that mm-hmm. drives me crazy. You're not gonna. You're doing yourself a disservice. One, they're gonna right. remember you for the wrong reasons. Right. Two, you're not gonna meet those connections. And I get it. You think you got to go from one job to another job to another job. If you're getting paid, yes, you're. That's different. Mm-hmm. But if you're there as an open mic singer, you know, and you're trying to get your music heard, stay to the end. And obviously, you can't always. Like if I go to Nashville, it's a three hour drive, mm-hmm. and they're an hour behind. I'll stay for as long as I can, but I got to get back home. Yeah. Yeah. So that yeah. just, I don't know why, that, that just always irks me. That's one of those things that gets No, you're right, though. Fun. A lot of a lot of trying to make it in this biz is networking and mm-hmm. meeting people, and you never know who has a friend who has a friend right. who needs a musician or a band or opening act or whatever. Uh, and it's probably going to be something called later down the line, hey, remember we met years ago and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So you, know, you never know. How did you, that reminded me, how did you get to open for Shenandoah? Um are this this agent that we've been working with he is buddies or family friends with marty rabin okay and so he put on the show wanted shenandoah to come and then was able to get us on this on the opening act so exactly exactly who you know but we've been lucky too um we've reached out to people we've been touring an area and look at venues Mm -hmm. and have found someone that we thought like a bigger artist that we thought was 
we'd be a good opening act for and just reached out to the venue. Hey, did saw you don't have an opener. Can we get on a show? And we've lucked out big time with a few. Yeah. Just randomly contacted like Junior Brown. We've gotten to open for him twice. And that was just contacting the venue. Hey, can we open for him? Yeah. Sure. Let's just approve it with management. So it's exactly like you never know unless you ask. Right. Sometimes people are nice <laughs> and want to help you out. Right. Yeah. Sometimes they are. Yeah. Sometimes they're not. You no. can't. You got to just take those people with a grain. Don't of take salt. it personally if they're mean. Yeah. No, because they're probably pissed off. Yeah. Yeah. They, they want to be doing what you're doing and they can't, so they're mad. Yeah. Or they get a million people contacting them all the time, yeah. so you don't hear back. Yeah. I know we went to a venue and it, I wouldn't even play it. I did it as like a. a, a kind of an exercise for the band me and bandmates went out to listen to somebody else play Mm -hmm. you know just to kind of get out and watch them and and just kind of camaraderie kind of stuff and we went to smith's old bar in atlanta Mm -hmm. and listened to school of rock they had because james he's the guy that moved to texas he um he used to work for school of rock so we went to watch the school of rock perform and the sound guy there and everybody who i guarantee everybody knows i'm talking about it's it was so loud Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. like literally I couldn't hear for three days <sighs> and it was squealing but the band was good but I mean it's like yeah turn it down and I, I know I'm getting old and things are louder than they should be but no. there's sometimes it's too loud you can't enjoy it when it gets no. to a certain decibel yeah but, and I've, I've never had it somebody squeal in the feedback well here when I hit the wrong thing and the feedback gets my mm-hmm. ear but it's I mean it's it's bad yeah we talked about earlier your, your husband or not your husband blake right does that stuff too mm-hmm. and i'm sure he's learned the, the flows and ebbs of, of how to do that oh yeah and a lot of times to kind of go to the point where I, i'm making it around about way to it is like when you're at these venues and you're playing you know you we talked about like the the self not self-pity but when when somebody feels like you don't belong, mm-hmm. a lot of times it could be a bad sound guy. It could be just, you know, maybe something's going on with the equipment. So that's if- one of my biggest anxieties about playing live is when you haven't played a venue and you don't know what the sound is going to be like. Mm-hmm. It's not like, am I prepared? Do I know the music? I don't know what the sound guy's going to do. Is he going to be able to hear my monitor feeding back and pick up on me saying, I need you to take the low out of it? Or, what's the mix going to be like out front? Cause y'all could be sounding amazing. And if it's mixed wrong, you sound like crap. So it, there's, there's an element of trust right. depending on who's running the sound too. And sometimes you can do something about it and sometimes you can't, yeah. you just got to keep Play. playing and let it go. <laughs> yeah. And just, and like I said, we talked about this before being a business and be on time, mm-hmm. uh, be prepared. I know things happen. Things break. I know we did a show. The singer never didn't show. <laughs> So mm-hmm. I had to take over. So I start, we start playing and then my chord went out on my guitar. I was like, shit. So uh, we ended up playing like one song. By the time I got it fixed, they'd play the whole song <laughs> instrumental. Yeah. Well, whatever. <laughs> Keep it going. Yeah. So we just started back up and kept going. Yeah. Go show on. must go on. Right. Yeah. That's fun. Mm-hmm. So thank you guys for coming on. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm sorry, Blake. My pleasure. Thank you. No, I apologize. He wasn't feeling better. Just didn't want to infect anyone else. Right. Just me, maybe. <laughs> I think I'm fine. Um, so tell everybody, we got like one more part of the, of the show yeah. and then I'll let you guys go because I know you got a long drive. Um, tell everybody where they can find you, all your social media, stuff sure. like that. Sure, yeah. So our band is Few Miles South. Um, you can go to fewmilesouth.com to find everything. Um, Facebook, we're Few Miles South. Instagram, we're Few Miles South Music um spotify a few miles south 
I think that's about most that people use. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm forgetting a major platform. I think that's it. Do you got to do TikTok <laughs> or anything like that? We don't do TikTok. I have a hard enough time keeping up with Instagram <laughs> and Facebook. and MySpace. <laughs> good Lord. I wish it was back to MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> I still have a MySpace. I don't think I can get on it. <laughs> <sighs> so like I said, if you guys do get a chance to do Ask Alice, send it to me. Yeah, I'll yeah. post it on Facebook and I'll do the TikTok. And Because cool. I'm horrible with TikTok. I know I am. I know that's kind of, we've talked about You're it. Playing it's the game. You got to play yeah. the game. Yep. Sometimes that game suck. It does. <laughs> it definitely sucks. Yep. <laughs> like, because we talked about this. That's what I knew I, I meant to say when we we're doing the video stuff. I've like mute this audio. I'm fine with. I'm mm-hmm. not nervous doing it anymore. You know, I hardly ever get nervous. But video, yeah. for whatever reason, it freezes. Me. Oh, I, it's the red light syndrome. Right. I, I get it too. I can't sit here and look at this and perform looking at that. The whole no. Time. That no. 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 It's not human. Right? I think that's a good thing. I don't think you're supposed to, people who are comfortable looking into a screen. I don't know what's wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm too OCD. If I'm singing somebody's, cool. oh, great job. I want to stop. Say, oh, thank you. You know, you can't yeah. do that when you're, yeah. when you're playing. And it's, I know, again, it's one of those necessary evils. I don't know if I ever get used to it. No. And I think this is where, I guess, when we're talking about the business side and, and the music generates, I think this is where it starts hurting people out. Yeah. Because if you're, you've got to follow the trend if right. you want to be, and I'm on quotation, make it, mm-hmm. but you don't because I think making it is you're on the road traveling, playing music. That's your gig. Mm-hmm. That's your life. You're making money. You're doing it. You made yeah. it. You know. Yeah. I think people need to sometimes bring their expectations down a little bit. Always shoot for mm-hmm. higher, but don't start out shooting for the Grand Old Opry when yeah. you haven't set foot on the stage. Yeah. Or don't just at least don't define your success and happiness right. on I have to make it to this level You know, you can, I think you can start to realize along the way, oh, this is pretty cool that I get to play my original songs Mm -hmm. for someone who listens and someone who cares and wants to buy a CD or liked a song that I played. That's pretty special. Yeah. Yeah. I would have completely that. I would agree a hundred percent. So thank you for saying that. Thank you for being on the show. Oh, my pleasure. Uh, Thank you. I got a couple more questions. We'll do 20 questions. It's not full 20 questions, but it's always, you see it's conversational. So I wanted to ask stuff that's not your music related but yeah. more like your life related so the first thing i'm gonna ask because we've been talking for about an hour or so uh what's a hidden talent hidden talent and you can get blake's too since he's not here blake blake's hidden talent is uh carpentry and building he can build anything okay built his studio he's redoing the siding of our house he built me a greenhouse like he can he figures stuff out i don't know how he does but he does it um my hidden talent Hmm. I'm trying to make it gardening. It's not happening yet, but I'm trying to grow our own food. Uh, I I think I'm a I think I'm a good teacher. I teach um, voice and singing, okay. and I think I I do I feel good when I'm teaching. So I think I think I have a talent for that. <laughs> well, that's, that's a talent. And you're in garden. You'd be like Joe Dirt. You know, life's a garden. Dig it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you guys, if somebody could sing your songs. Who would you want to sing them? Hmm. Oh, man. I would love for Alison Krauss to sing something. Um, I think it would be cool to have Billy String sing a song of ours, like Doggone, I think he could kill. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so many folks. Man, if Sturgill ever can get his voice back, <laughs> that would be pretty awesome to hear him sing something. Yep. <laughs> if they did a soundtrack of your life what would it be 
Oh man, soundtrack. Like what's the mood and the vibe? Is that Some what you mean? Songs. Like if you could think of songs what that other people have written. Yeah. Soundtrack of our life. Oh man. This is one I would need to think about and like send you a list. Bla- and this is where we're different. Blake could name off mm-hmm. this, 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 and I go blank. <laughs> <laughs> there's your, there's your, uh, there's your song right there. No I go music, blank. no music. Yeah, Sound it would just be blank. silence. It would be listening to nature outside, cricket, crickets, and free bird. wind. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's it right there. Is your, your free bird? Is your, is your, is what? <sighs> um, if they did a like a, a movie about your life, who would play you guys? A movie. Okay. I joke with Blake about this all the time. Mark Wahlberg would be Blake. <laughs> um, and I used to get that I look like, um, I can't remember her name, Kimberly something. She was the pink Power Ranger back in the day oh. when the Power Rangers were on oh, TV. Oh, you do kind of look like yeah, her. Yeah. So oh, she, maybe she would play me. I can't you know remember what? her name. Kimberly something. I'd have, I'll have to Google that later <laughs> because my son, my oldest son, that he grew up watching Power Rangers, yeah. and I know exactly who you're talking uh-huh. about now. And it's just like, oh, I got guys. I have a Power Ranger here with me on the show. You just didn't know. <laughs> um, now I'm distracted with movies. Okay, what's what's the t- best TV show you're watching now? What's what's kind of your guilty pleasure best TV, TV show? show I'm watching now? Um, what did I just watch? I started watching one on um, Apple TV called Suspicion, okay, which was okay. I don't think it was too suspicious. <laughs> I don't know. I was expecting more. Um, what else did I like on Apple? Uh, what was this? Uh, the soccer one. It was hysterical. Do you know what I'm talking about on Apple TV? Um, Ted Lasso. Okay. Sh- okay. Ch- it's so funny. I forget. Jason Sudeikis. I think that's his I name. He's so good in that. But that that I really liked that Ted Lasso. I started watching Evil with huh. um, the guy that played Luke Cage on the Netflix show. I can't remember his name. So that's actually pretty pretty good show. Um, next time my wife is she's binging Grey's Anatomy right now. Okay, she's catching up yeah. on all of Grey's Anatomy. My my daughter she likes. You ever listen to other podcasts? Mm-hmm. There was have you ever heard of Morbid? Probably. It's uh, basically a true crime podcast. They go into the serial killers. I'm sure killers I have. And, yeah, and I'm, I'm into and that. <laughs> I was driving back from Mississippi, and every, we were coming back, and I thought everybody was asleep. So I just yeah. turned on Morbid, and I'm listening, because it got a little bit of rough language. But the stories are really yeah. good, because I think one is a mortician, and then one is like the um, uh, the, the lady that does the makeup. Okay, so yeah, they're, yeah. they're best friends. And the stories are so interesting, and they do a lot of homework when they get into it. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting there, and I'm listening, and then all of a sudden, I hear my daughter like, oh, what's that? She's like, what the? don't do that. It's dark, and I'm driving down the road. So now she is, that's her favorite podcast. She listens oh, to Morbid. Man. And I tried to, <laughs> she sent him like a little um, a clip of something that happens at the house, like a ghost story. Yeah. Because if you guys, like I said, if it was later, I'd had you in a, in a gazebo. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a family graveyard back there. Oh wow! So this is all family owned land. That's it was cool. My mom's house when she That's was alive. That's really nice. Um, now I just rented out, but uh, we got the family graveyard. So there's stories here that's happened when when my dad died. Um, I remember I was in the house because I'd hurt my back and I couldn't work because I had completely screwed it up. They had a fuse, like two discs in my back, but they messed the surgery up, and so they 
cut a nerve. Oh my god! Because I at one time I was big in a bodybuilder. I loved working out, and I had twice as much muscle, so they couldn't get through it. A oh. two-hour procedure took them six hours. They oh, put the screw in backwards, cut a nerve. When I woke up, I couldn't feel my leg for two months or no, two weeks. And so, I had a dream. I was laying there, and I woke up. And then you know you get these. Sometimes you get a feeling the mm-hmm. hair start standing mm-hmm. up on your body. And I'm like, I'm looking. It's pitch dark. My alarm went off. I look over, and there's a shadow in the door. And it starts moving. I was like, oh, hell, somebody's in my house. So I kind of roll over, and I act, and I act like I'm go turn on the shower. And then I, I grab my knife because I don't have a gun. I had a knife. So I start looking around the house. Nobody's there. Nothing's open. Windows are closed. Doors are locked. And I'm like, that's just freaky. And I, it does that. I was daddy. And my mom, she was still alive at the time. She goes, this just that was your daddy checking in on you. I was like, well, he almost got stabbed. <laughs> And there's all kinds of stories about like that here, like little ghost stories, you know, yeah. like stuff that feels weird. And so that stuff always intrigues me because we you talked about it. You don't know what you believe. You kind of right. want to think that everything's there. So Just keep an open mind. My my thought, I always thought like, what if, because I don't know about reincarnation. I'm like, what if, you know, you're, you live, you keep getting reincarnated till you live that perfect life. Mm-hmm. And that once you're perfect life, then your spirit moves on to wherever. Yeah. And my son, my oldest, because he's he went to college and he's a little book smart, a lot more than mm-hmm. I am. And he goes, "That's Buddhist, Daddy. You're a Buddhist." Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. "I'm not a Buddhist." He says, "That's that's Buddhism." I was like, "Really?" He's like, "Yeah." So I need to read about that because I didn't know yeah. anything about it. Yeah, yeah. It's just a thought I had. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I take tangent. <laughs> no, I kind I kind of I kind of agree with you. That's or at least that's my vision of right. how it all works, or it seems to make sense to me. We're right. just playing a part until you figure it out and. Right. You don't got to play a part anymore, and then you move on. There's always stuff that we regret, but I, I feel like there's probably fewer and fewer things that, that would change. Like, there's not yeah. much that I would change. The one thing I would change, I'd move that damn rock where I fell that hit my back, that shattered my back <laughs> and made me... Because I was just, I was stupid. I was wrestling on trampoline as a grown man, me and my cousin. I shouldn't have been. And we were doing wrestling moves like I did when I was a kid. Well, yeah. we shouldn't have done that. And I landed on a rock, and there was a rock that was, like, sticking up, and I just landed perfect enough. Oh, it hit my spine. Lord. And as soon as I hit it, I had, like, jelly just explode in my back. I was like, oh, something's wrong. I know something. But, I mean, I could walk in and not moving, but eventually it got to me. And then the other, when it went out for the last time, I was working for, for DirecTV, and all I did is I was coming up out of a, underneath the porch, and I went to stand, and it just it split. And I was like, oh. I couldn't move. It took my breath away. Oh my god! And gosh. so they had to take me in an ambulance. And I'm like, that that sucked. So Man. that I would do that. That probably is one thing. I would yeah, remove. yeah. I hear you. <laughs> so, what is three things on your guys' bucket list? Our bucket list. Um, to kind of change the subject real fast. <laughs> let's see, bucket list. There's a few. We wanted to see all the national parks mm-hmm. in the U.S. We're collecting stickers on the back of our van, so we're tr- we we try to play places where there's a national park nearby. Um, sometimes that's how we book tours to get out and see beautiful stuff. There's a um, place in Arizona called Arizona. Arizona. Okay. That's, you got to go see that. Arizona. Okay. I like that. It's a little small wildlife preserve like yeah, bears. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, we have a dream one day of opening like a dog sanctuary because there's so many strays in our in our area. So that would that would be kind of cool to be able to sustain and just have all these animals come and hang until we could find them homes. Um, and then, you know, some of the dreams are just getting on bigger stages, 
playing somewhere like the Opry or the Ryman or uh, what is it? The the Caverns. Yeah. That's what it's called. Um, like just Red Rocks, Red whatever, Rock, whatever cool, amazing venue. Just to have an experience like that would be pretty neat. There's a place, um, and I think it's here in Georgia, if I'm not mistaken. You play in a cave. Like that kind of vibe. Yeah. yeah I mean, there's one in Tennessee. I can't remember what it's called. That might called. be what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you go deep into the cave, and mm-hmm. I guess it's natural acoustics. You just right. go and play. Yeah. And I'm like, that would be really, really cool. It would. You know, yeah. and it's not like a big venue or anything, but it's just like a fun experience. Yeah. I would love I to agree. do something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, one more question for you guys, sure. and I'll let you go. Uh, what's the best advice you ever got? Best advice we ever got? Just be kind. Be kind. It goes such a long way. You never know. Sometimes just smiling or acknowledging someone can change their whole day Mm -hmm. in a selfish way. You never know if you're nice to someone, if it's going to come back to you and you're going to get an opportunity later. Um, Makes you feel good, better than being sour, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Right, don't be a sour puss. Just be kind, yeah. That's good. Well, thank you, Tori, for for coming in. I know you you. guys got to drive and you got to break in a, a new bassist. Um, and Blake's not feeling good. So thank you for coming on the show. Sure. Thanks for having me. And tell everybody one more time where they can find you for it. Let's go. Yeah. Few Miles South, uh, FewMilesSouth.com, Few Miles South Music on Instagram, Few Miles South Facebook, just Few Miles South. <laughs> and if they do Ask Alice, then you'll see them on the yeah. TikTok of the Georgia Songbirds. And this will be out in, in a few weeks. you got a couple in front of you, but I'll let cool. you know before it goes thank out. Thank you. Yeah, it's if, really cool. Thank you. Everybody, that was Tori. And Blake, who's sick in the van from a few miles south. (laughs) And this is George Songbirds. See ya.